0: Welcome to the 15th episode of the second season of Guys Being Dudes Radio, our sub-podcast, Boys Peakin'. Today starts the double episodes for the boys as they try to rush to Twin Peaks' second season's resolution to the murder of Laura Palmer. Uh, welcome to Boys Peaking. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Twin Peaks is about to leave Netflix, so we're going to have to start doubling up <laughs> to to stay on track. Um, so we just did four and five. Six and seven will be next week, and then the following week will be eight and nine. And then maybe we'll marathon the last ten episodes and, and get back to you. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm pulling up the wiki right now. Those are two solid episodes.
1: Ironically, like, the... I'm going to say the first episode, just for yep. simplicity's sake here. <clears throat> like, the first episode was better, but more happened in the second one. Like, the second one was just kind of slogging a little bit, and then it just went <laughs> zero to hundred.
0: I'll kill the guy. Um... Considering how like seriously they take all the, but we'll get to it, how seriously they take all the death around everything else, like, Hawk just kills a dude and they're like, all right.
1: <laughs> um, they're cops. They just fucking murdered a guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, Canada, it doesn't count. So, uh, 12th overall episode, named episode 11, also known as Laura's Secret Diary, fourth episode of the season. Um, Leland confesses to murdering Jacques. Rumors spread that a food critic is going by the pseudonym MT Wentz. We'll be visiting Twin Peaks, much to the excitement of Hank, who is working at the double r diner. Which, why did he care so much with Norma and believes that a positive review could bring new business to the diner? Uh, Jean blackmails Ben with a videotape of Audrey being held captive, demanding $125,000 for her return with Cooper as the drop-off man. Harold reads uh, excerpts from Laura's diary to Donna, but refuses to give it to her, claiming it holds no evidence to her murder. Josie returns, having been shopping in Seattle, and Pete tells her that Catherine is presumed dead. Lucy reveals to Andy that she has had an affair with Dick Tremaine a pretentious men's fashion salesman who could potentially be the father of the child, and who has offered money offered her money for an abortion. Um, although jealous over James's attraction to her, Donna enlists Maddie's help in retrieving Laura's diary. Josie introduces Pete and in- to Jonathan, who she claims to be her cousin. Once Pete leaves, Jonathan tells Josie uh, it is her time to return to Hong Kong. Later, Jonathan. Uh, roughs up and threatens Hank at the Double R Diner. Okay, so, um, Laura- oh, that was all the first
1: episode. Damn, I definitely mixed two, these two episodes up a little bit.
0: Laura Secret Diary, where, oh, I know. So, yeah,
1: Laura, that's Laura Secret Diary. Laura that's right. Secret
0: Diary. We'll do a, a quick scene by scene. we um,
1: you know, going skip some of the
0: scenes. We we open with that like super uh
1: dude that triggered my tri- I, what's that thing tripop phobia yeah t- t-
0: fearfuls I, um, I
1: have it real bad and that scene i this is awful
0: <laughs> this is a very experimental shot where it starts in one of the holes in the um whatever that type of ceiling is and like zooms out slowly to the sound of a flat line happening on like a uh, EKG, heart reading machine or whatever in a hospital and what sounds like Laura's voice saying daddy over and over again and it zooms out and it's um, Leland in the uh, interrogation room at the police department. He waives his rights uh, to an attorney. He admits the murder of Jacques. He breaks down crying, admits the murder. Um, Cooper and Hayward argue briefly, about murder being justified. Um,
1: (laughs) No one should bury their kid.
0: Does that justify murder? uh, Especially when you murder the wrong guy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you murder the wrong guy. Andy, Also, the guy who could have led more succinctly to the killer, or Leo, and maybe that would have led to the killer. Anyway. um, Hayward gets pulled aside by Andy for the Andy side plot, where he um... (laughs) He wants to talk about his uh, his swimmers and uh, <laughs> he can retake the um, sperm test because he, I flunked um, <laughs> like a driver exam you can take over. And then my next note is Andy jerks it so right. Um, <laughs> he, he, of course, he bumps into Lucy and he awkwardly drops a flesh world. Also, I love that the doctor just has like a vial. Yeah, just he, fill this up on your sperm, huh? <laughs> I'll be in the parking lot. Um... So that happens. Um, we learned that Clinton Sternwood is the judge who travels up and down the county.
1: Just uh, great character.
0: Awesome character. Um, and Daryl Ludwig is the state prosecutor. Uh, and he chases his drop sperms uh, under a chair and Cooper stops him to talk to him about the boot but Andy's thinks he's talking about the sperms and is like, please, Cooper. <laughs> just, just hijinks everywhere. jinx everywhere.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that interaction. Anything <laughs> with Andy is just comedy gold. I love it. Because
0: <laughs> um, it's, it's also overdone. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's... He's... Everybody, like... I feel like everybody's acting like they're in a different show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, and, and he's in some, like, 60s slapstick comedy.
0: <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the Three stages still. Um, so we go to the Great Northern, and there's a hostess who tells Horn uh, about M.T. Wentz, this travel writer. Um, everybody's like, we're going to keep an eye out for him. Sean meets Horn, uh, shows him the video of Audrey. Uh he kind of implies, and well, I mean, we learn this all in in the next episode. He implies he might turn on Blackie since he wants to be the partner who owns or, or runs a uh, uh, one-eyed Jacks uh, for Horn. Uh, I don't know if you caught this. As he's leaving, he's like, "Usually these things are supposed to be like an equitable exchange." And as he was saying that, I was like, "You know, Audrey's life has got to be worth something." <laughs> <laughs> Um, go back to the double R uh, I, hold on I will say
1: yeah, that scene didn't go as I was expecting it to I was fully expecting Ben Horn yeah. to just go full mustache twirling I don't care about my daughter
0: <laughs> yeah I, go,
1: I, I was just like oh he is kind of human I guess
0: some, some part of him cares but um, who's to say so we get uh, to the double R um, Donna picks up the, the meals on wheels and her and Hank are just shitty to each other. <laughs> you yeah, know, that back. whole exchange was weird. Yeah. They're just <laughs> rude. It's like, she has no reason to be rude to Hank and Hank has no, I mean, other than Hank, a mustache twirling villain has no reason to be rude to Donna, but what <laughs> well, Donna's just a huge bitch in general. Yeah, so. so she went extra shitty in these
1: two episodes.
0: Yeah. Um, Hank and, uh, Norma get informed about M.T. Wentz and uh, the same person who tipped off Mr. Horn tips off we later learn tips off her she tells Hank Kinks, I'm gonna go buy a bunch of stuff for the diner it'll be like Christmas on the 4th of July is what <laughs> um, he storms off to get like tablecloths and like regional food for regional specials or something. Um really really dull the place up candles well did you notice
1: that there's a sign in there that says try the rabbit
0: stew? <laughs> <laughs> I did not <laughs> um back to the great northern uh, cooper gets the news from horn I know we go back to uh,
1: them reading the diary
0: I'm honestly oh yeah there it is I I, I space out on those scenes they're really they're rough, rough. they're hard to watch so, so Donna goes to the shut-in Who's giving her playing this girl with wine? It's at least 1990, so the drinking age is. 20. Oh, it's definitely 21 at this point. We also don't know that Donna's is a senior. I don't. I, I think it's implied she's not. Um, so it's not even like she's at the top end of high school. And they they casted a good dude for
1: this. Like my god, he just looks off. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's creepy as fuck. Um, so and I think I put it in my notes. Sorry to the one viewer here, but I left my notes at work, so notes uh, my my notes for uh, twin peaks but the, we've mentioned it a couple times but there's just way way too much interaction and flirting with high school girls in this show
0: yeah oh yeah so yeah uh, he reads her passage it's a passage just shitting on donna of course
1: <laughs> um, which him like
0: yeah you only- know what he was reading yeah, there's no way he doesn't have all these books memorized. He's like that weird. Um, I also love that she talks about being turned down by big, big men and how they can take <laughs> them their arms. Um, so I, which,
1: which explains Leo and Jacques.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I will put in Donna's favor is she actually says, Do you think you should give that to the police?
1: Um, yeah, it was the first time I was like, Oh, look at her not being an idiot for five seconds.
0: Uh, and then he, he's creepy again. And he's like, um, is his name Howard? I think.
1: Uh, ah, I don't know. I just call him the shut in. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Also, I, he's talking about people telling him about life on the outside. He's like, and the lovers.
0: Like, yeah, dude, yes.
1: how are you scoring ass here when you live in a fucking house? Is
0: yeah, like friends come to tell me the lovers. Someday maybe you. And I was just like, I, I want to add a new question every time we meet a new creepy dude, and the question is, do you think he banged Laura? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so now we go back to the Great Northern, and we learn uh, Cooper gets the news from Horn about Audrey, and um, explains kind of like the drop. He doesn't give Cooper the heads up that um, Jean wants to kill or want he we don't know that kill, but we Horn just knows that Jean is very interested in Cooper, right? And uh, he doesn't give Cooper that heads up. He's just like they want you to be. He doesn't even tell them that they picked you to be the drop man. He says that he picked him because he didn't want to get like the real cops involved or something. I don't know, um, but it's one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, which it doesn't uh, seem like a
1: lot for your daughter, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's uh, in today's money. It's about a two hundred, and I I put it in an inflation calculator two hundred and fifty five thousand dollars.
1: That's um, more than I was expecting it to be, actually.
0: Yeah, it's quarter million dollars. So um, that's, that's a small amount of money. Not not well. I mean, later he gets five million, which is probably worth like 7, <laughs> half ten million. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's it. He says he'll do the drop. Um, Josie returns to. Pete, Pete. Josie
1: scenes are hard to watch too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I don't know if it's the, I don't think it's that. I feel like it's not that, it's that the direction the actress is given is to be like.
1: Just a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like for it to be obvious that, she's lying to everybody at this point right because her, just...
1: her scene later in this episode or the next episode where yeah she's with harry is just like oh my
0: god this is so bad yeah yeah um but it's it, she shows up with a bunch of things she says you know i'm just got back from seattle uh people... as if buying things in seattle is an alibi to any of this <laughs> you know what a better alibi would be <laughs> You're murdering somebody murdering somebody else <laughs> um John kills the shitty manager of the department store because he's a mustache-twirling villain, and I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, that, that was so dumb. Um, he, Yeah, there's no reason to kill that dude, like, whatsoever. They they plan on killing Audrey, so it's not like he has to win Audrey's favor.
1: Well, he does have his... He's planning to backstab everybody, so he's probably just trying to get everybody out of the way. Right,
0: right, right. I guess that makes more sense, because he's going to kill Blackie. Um. So nobody will be in his way. Also, like, if his plan is to actually be the partner, right, like, what happens when Horn is like, hey, my department store guy is dead or missing. Blackie is dead or missing. This, this dude who I pay, previously paid to run protection, and, you know, his brother's also worked for me, you know, suddenly happened into this situation, and my daughter is dead. Like, there's no scenario where John wins.
1: I know I mean it's just this town in general, their plans are just all terrible. Canada
0: um yeah, so he he shoots <laughs> he shoots the dude and then like flirts at Audrey, and then we go to who's still just zonked out on heroin. Yes, yes, the whole time. uh Andy gets his sperm tests. uh he's a village <laughs> uh talks to Lucy. I think he's so he does the sperm test. I don't think he has the results yet. No, he doesn't have. The, it. He gets who, the
1: results when he's uh, doing Lucy's job. I
0: think it's in the next episode, and then he goes to talk to Lucy about it. And Cooper sends him outside, and then he's like, "I'll talk to Lucy." And he just we keep cutting to Andy outside, like cold and like pacing. And, and she's
1: clearly yelling loud enough for him to hear. Yeah,
0: and, and Lucy gives us the whole story about how she she dated Andy and. Uh, She didn't like some things about Andy. So she saw on a TV show that they should do a break. So they did a break and then she slept with Dick, but she hated him, but he had nice things. And it's just, it's all very benign. And Cooper upsets her. Um, Then she, she runs off like upset. Harry comes out and is like, yeah.
1: Classic women.
0: Yeah. Pretty classic (laughs) women. But with, with Lucy, I, his comment was first heavy rain and uh, <laughs> he's like, it's like those potholes on, on the highway, <laughs> whatever, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, fix them
0: all you want. Fix them all you want. Um, Cooper pulls Harry aside and he's like, I need your best man, uh, book house boy, to do something kind of off the books. And he's like, all right, we'll do it. Then uh, cut to the double R diner. Uh, a man we later learn is the uh, state prosecutor is there. And they think it's M.T. Wentz. Um, they get super upset because they want to tell him about the special things. He's like, cheeseburger, Coke, and fries. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then some freaking truckers being a pig. <laughs> it's Toad. So,
0: his name's Toad. <laughs> they, they move Toad to the kitchen. So he's out of the way of, of their would-be food critic. And then Toad starts eating shit in the kitchen. Um, he's eating soup right out of the freaking pot. (laughs) Yeah, then Hank robs the guy, (laughs) um, finds out that he is the the, the prosecutor uh, for the state, and then uh, we go over to Donna and Maddie arguing. Uh, I just wrote Donna is generally shitty, (laughs) she recruits Maddie to steal Laura's diary with her. Here's the Harry and Josie scene. Harry and Josie meet up. Josie is like I don't know, like she's just being a slut. Pretending to be a space cadet about everything. And she's like, Harry, no, I would never because he asks her, like, it's it's kind of suspicious that you went to Seattle and your mill burned down. And also,
1: just, he's the head sheriff in this town. He has to ask these questions.
0: Yeah. So then she's like, Well, oh, just bang me. And then they bang. And uh, her,
1: we later find out, cousin maybe, just fucking watching it happen
0: through the window. Um, it, rip, rip, my shirt. Yeah. Oh. uh, this department store says they're only in business because Josie Packard shops here. Uh, <laughs> Christ. So we go to the donut spread uh, in the office, like a pan. Then the judge shows up. He's a great character, uh, hugs Lucy, uh, kind of flirts at her in that, like, lecherous old man but acceptable kind of way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay when you're old. It's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bush senior syndrome. Uh, <laughs> so, it certainly doesn't cross any lines, but it wouldn't be acceptable to people you weren't friendly with. Uh, so... He he immediately points out that Harry has a woman, and Harry yeah very
1: very Cooperish
0: very Cooperish and Harry Harry uh, introduces him to Cooper and he's like you two have a lot in common. <laughs> um, and he asks to write this down. He's like, it looks like you have Philly troubles, and he's like, there's two options if they don't take a saddle. And I'm not going to bore you with either. of them, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: And then Dick comes in and is the biggest douchebag move I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, shows up. with I've asked around. Here's the, he, he can only scrounge up $650 and he's broke from it. <laughs> here's all of my money for 650 to go get an abortion. Lucy yells at him, I'm very understandably. Um, then we, real brief, um, when Cooper's walking with the judge, uh, the judge is like, what do you think of, of our town? And he's like heaven on, and the judge is like, "Well, today in heaven we got an arson, a murder, <laughs> somebody uh, a shot FBI agent." Yeah, yeah, shot FBI agent. And I think Cooper's like heaven is a large and interesting place, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lisa yells. Uh, the judge gives condolences to Leland, and they cannot hold the bail proceedings because the prosecutor doesn't show up. And I don't know if you caught this, but I've put this, I've said, I've said and or put this quote a lot. Not, not too much. I'd say like three or four times in group Me. But it's the it's the quote the judge gives <laughs> right before talking to Leland. And it's uh, I wrote it down. Before we assume our respective roles in this enduring drama, just let me say that when these frail shadows we inhabit now have quit the stage, we'll meet and raise a glass together in Valhalla. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just so, like, it's, it's, he's like the, he he's like a balance between Cooper and uh, Major Briggs in just like not belonging in the show or kind of being in their own show. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think he's like, I'll say it. We have our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he has a, a young, attractive uh, law clerk named Sydney. And
1: uh, she... just, there's also way too many attractive women in this small town. Yes,
0: absolutely. And they travel, the, I guess they travel the county in Winnebago. And uh, yeah, uh, Cooper asked Harry's like, wife? And Harry's like, law clerk man oh man
1: <laughs> and then we cut to this scene got me
0: the county lumber queen yes. semifinals yep
1: why are there even semifinals
0: <laughs> yeah and horn's flirting with uh, one of them at the great northern you see there's, there's like there's like 20 people in this county How, why are there multiple finals <laughs> there gots to be man who's gonna be the lumber queen there's no lumber yard anymore. Oh, shit, you're right. Um, I guess I didn't think that through. So, maybe she'll have to lead, like, the uh, the relumbering. So, we get, a, a, I think, our second scene, or first scene of Mr. Tojimoro.
1: Tojimoro. Oh, this is our, yeah, first scene of Tojimoro.
0: Um,
1: well, unless it's, you know, someone we've seen in this terrible fake outfit.
0: yeah. Well, who Who's to say? So, if that
1: mustache is real, I
0: <laughs> so uh, Horn, Horn bows to this person, it's pretty offensive. Uh, then walks over, I think, or no, I think he ignores him. And uh, Tojimoro pays, but only in cash,
1: yeah. So, I think it's uh, Carson Wentz,
0: yeah, MT Wentz. <laughs> uh, Louie's the girl's name at the desk. She calls Norma to tell her, like. He's here. Um, the eagle has landed. Yeah, the eagle has landed. Uh, Pete meets uh, Josie's I'm holding a...
1: I'm fucking stuffed I don't even know what the animal is mongoose. It's made. like he's a Fighting mongo- a
0: cobra? Fighting a cobra. <laughs> and he like, goes to put on tea or something. And she's like, It's my cousin. He's, I think he's indicated he's Josie's like Handler or something. And they work for a uh, Mr. Eckert in uh, Hong Kong. But that's, that's all we get from that. Uh, at the roadhouse, Harry shows up to help out Cooper. Cooper figures out he's the best book house boy. Um, and then the last scene is Hank gets attacked by... Uh, One of the
1: most pathetic fight scenes I've ever seen, ever on film.
0: It's <laughs> Twin Peaks, baby! <laughs> um, by Jonathan, right? That's his name? yeah his given name uh Jonathan who basically implies like don't fuck with Josie again to Hank uh yeah next time I'll take off your head blood brother or whatever um that's the episode uh before we go on to the next one uh quick thoughts on that episode
1: yeah it had its moments um i again i love all the sperm stuff <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the new judge is great. Obviously, the the Valhalla speech is just—I just loved it.
0: Phenomenal, everything, everything. It's it's a solid episode. We're we're starting to wane a little bit as we get closer to um to the to the end of the uh, the story that matters. Um, so episode five, titled episode twelve, <sighs> actual episode number thirteen, other title. The Orchid's Curse.
1: <laughs> this episode has some high highs and some very, very low lows.
0: Uh, the, don't worry, there are more lows to come. Um, Cooper finds Audrey's note and realizes this is the Wikipedia, and realizes that she has gone to One Eyed Jack's. Hawk discovers that the house Leland claimed to be occupied by Bob is owned by two retired school teachers who have no knowledge of Bob. As Leland's court hearing begins, Judge Clinton Sternwood releases him on bail and deems Leo incompetent to stand trial. Sternwood advises Cooper to keep his eyes on the woods. Following a suicide attempt, Ed's unstable wife, Nadine Hurley, mentally reverts to a teenager, believing herself to be a high school student, and demonstrates unnatural strength, which she seems unaware of. Yeah, I think she's had the unnatural st- strength all along, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> that scene was... We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese businessman, Mr. Toji uh, offers Ben $5 million for the Ghostwood Development Project on the site of the sawmill. Uh, ben asks Cooper to, to deliver Audrey's ransom money, and he discovers that his sperm count has miraculously recovered, meaning that he could be the father of Lucy's child, but realizes with horror that she's gone to hat to an abortion clinic realizing that jean plans to kill him cooper and truman plan to raid one-eyed Jax. they rescue audrey and blackie is killed but jean manages to escape maddie and donna attempt to steal laura's diary but are caught by harold yep his name is harold so that's the Orchid's curse um right so the nadine and the bobby plot they didn't even mention the bobby plot um Bobby thank she- god <laughs> and think of the bobby shelley plot and the scoobies just kind of like well from this point forward just keep weighing down the show um so we get um cooper waking up at 6 42 a.m talking to diane as he uh does a headstand <laughs> <laughs> i think he says that uh in his sleep he had a dream he had rough sleep because he had a dream he was chewing a large tasteless gum drop, uh, which turned out to be one of his earplugs. And he's been treating his broken ribs with uh yoga. Um do you say 15 minutes of yoga? Yeah.
1: He didn't even call it yoga it was like yogic. yoga like yogic meditation, yeah. Yeah.
0: He does his headstand and he finally finds Audrey's note from like six episodes ago. <laughs>
1: Which I'm a little disappointed, in Cooper. He probably should have figured out that she was at One Eye Jacks already.
0: Yeah, I mean, once they had the footage of him in the casino. Yeah, so
1: like yeah, like it was like she he got a call and then. Well, he no, knew that she saw him in his tuxedo.
0: Right, right. But I'm saying, I'm saying, like, there's that, and then there's also Horn. How did Horn not put it together? Um. Like, Horn should know it's one-eyed Jax. He should know it's Blackie in them at this point.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, Maybe they probably just zoomed in real close on her face so he didn't see anything else. Maybe, I don't know.
0: No, but they also, he shows Horn pick footage of Cooper to be like, I want this man, remember?
1: Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Audrey's at one-eyed Jax. just means Cooper was.
0: No, but the, it means that the one-eyed Jax people are involved with it like, It's... it's yeah, you're right. You're right. It it's it's you know Cooper Cooper should have put it together quicker and as shrewd and evil as Horde is, I'm surprised he didn't already send Hank to go burn down one at Jacks or something. <laughs> um We cut to the police station. Um Hawk really has to pee. Um he he, he it's the school teachers, right? That he, he f fa- he finally found who the house belonged to and it was two retired school teachers and um i i think he said women but uh, all it did was immediately remind me of the the meme that's like um when two people of the same uh gender live together in like history books it's always like they were thought to be very good friends and like they shared a bed um (laughs) (laughs) uh that kind of nonsense and uh Lucy's going says she's going to see her sister, Gwen that had a baby, and wants to stay and teach the temp girl. And they're just basically like, Don't worry, you know. We can, we can answer phones, basically. We can, we can answer phones. We can figure it out. Uh Cooper comes in to say we got to jump on him because he knows where she's gonna or where Audrey's gonna be. Whew, got to the worst part, the Bobby and Shelly scam. Um oh my god. This, is, this is, the whole thing just makes me so angry. Second to worst part. Uh bobby is trying to set up a which how does he have this connection i don't know i think it's like he said he's his cousin or something to some insurance dude who will help them scam the system to make more money off of leo or something uh they can't get the machine to work that's supposed to pick him up from the wheelchair and put him in the bed and um he's like hitting the machine and i don't know if you caught this where he's like a machine is like a woman we always say in the machine shop. He <laughs> just you know, a little rough. <laughs> um, yeah, they say they have their, their hearing tomorrow. I think his name is Mr. Hinkle or Pinkle or something, and um, they just go to bang outside, Uh, I guess. Well, he slaps a company that should be happening to... Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: something Not this. It doesn't fit it at all. It just, like... The whole thing's just so ridiculous. Like, how in the world do you guys think you're going to get away with any of this? Yeah. And on top of it, is that money really worth having a fucking vegetable living in your house that could eventually become not a vegetable and just kill both of you?
0: Yeah, probably not. Um, so, all the hearings are held in the Roadhouse, <laughs> um, which is just fantastic. I,
1: oh my God, I was dying.
0: The judge is up on the stage with uh, Sydney and the. Uh prosecution and defense are at like round tables. Uh
1: then fucking Andy's drawing the
0: four tops, yeah. Andy, Andy's doing his his best courtroom sketch, but he's just drawing the back of a, head. Like, the... Leland's head, and Harry's like, maybe a little bit more face. And he's like, Yeah. It's actually really good, but <laughs> his face. I think Andy drew uh the Bob sketches, didn't he? Oh, I think you're right, yeah. Um That was so long ago, it's been a minute. Um, yeah, so the hearing's there. Uh, the prosecutor argues against uh, Leland getting bailed because of the seriousness of the crime. Uh, Harry speaks uh, for the defense and just talks about how um, Leland's a good guy and like he's not gonna you know go anywhere. Uh, Horn's in the corner watching and just throwing nuts and catching him in his mouth and uh yeah there's the sketch and and ultimately Leland gets bail uh gets to go home he has to stay in twin peaks and let harry know where he is at all times uh, the, the usual which
1: which always goes well in movies and shows yeah
0: nothing bad will happen <sighs> Donna goes to see the shut-in again uh harold <laughs> <He's> <laughs> it is dr- harold okay he's, he's drinking wine um, he's always drinking wine. Always drinking wine. Uh, this dude's got issues, man. The, the the more issues he has, the more likely I think Laura banged him. So, um, he, I guess they, the deal they come to is that he will read Laura's diary to Donna if Donna gives him her story, but the the diary can't leave the room. Uh, he has it in this like hidden bookshelf. Um, they start talking. Uh, we learn he- Harold grew up in Boston. Uh, then he's like, I actually grew up in the books. Um, yeah. <laughs> you Don, can't learn everything
1: from books. Yeah.
0: You can't learn anything from books. And then it's uh, something about people aren't as always what we dream. Uh, and I don't know. It's all so it's- shitty. Don is I hate like all of it. Maybe, maybe. Our dreams are real, or something. And um, don't let your memes be dreams. Pretty much. And then she grabs the diary and runs outside. And Harold takes one step outside and catches on fire. Um, he he starts convulsing, and they like just uh, drag him inside and give him back the the diary. It's pretty rough. Um, Leo Johnson uh, has his hearing next. Uh, they show like brain activity scans and um i think the prosecutor says like cuz the defense is like this is my brain this is leo's brain this, my brain's a normal brain so he objects to classifying one thing as normal and another is not and uh, the judge is like <laughs> the judge just makes a backhanded like comment about i'm going to allow it cuz he's he's not that off of normal <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um but he eventually makes the prosecutor sit down because he's just going on and on about how they have to have a trial. And he brings Cooper and Truman to the bar and has Sydney make them Yukon sucker punches while they deliberate. Um, which they didn't even leave technically the courtroom. Like the nope. other people there are just watching them go get a fucking
1: drink. Yeah. While discussing whether to actually have this trial or not. I
0: <laughs> think the Yukon sucker punch is a real drink. So somebody went and, like, made one, right? And uh, it's, like, a coffee blue carousel thing. Um, Cooper kind of, like, stares at it for most of the, the conversation. I don't know if you caught that. He's just kind of, like... Yeah, he's just sitting there. He, like, won't
1: touch his drink either.
0: <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. I also wrote this down. When, when the judge is, like, Cooper, Truman, can you come deliberate with me? Cooper raises his hand. <laughs> yeah um the whole scene was just
1: hysterical
0: yeah he's like he asked cooper if leo's the man cooper's like i don't think so and uh then he asked truman like does the town want a lynching (laughs) (laughs) and uh truman's pretty much he says they they want the right person brought to justice um so Harry goes to tell shelly the good news um that you know Leo's going to go home with her in a couple days. And then uh, he tells Cooper to like watch the owl or no, the, well, watch the woods. Um, yeah. And we'll see an owl later. He, so he is like also with the Yukon sucker punch. He's like, careful. They'll sneak up on you. And um, <laughs> I don't know if you thought this Cooper admits that he has at this point, been in twin peaks for 12 days. <laughs> Which blows my mind. I I noticed that as well. Um, The woods are wondrous, but strange. Uh, We get the Nadine scene. She gets home. She's still crazy. She thinks she's a nice Rips the
1: fucking door off the fridge. Rips the
0: door off the fridge. Um, James asks his uncle, Big Ed, like, what are you doing? And he's like, Doc Hayward just said roll with the punches. (laughs) Which just doesn't seem healthy. No, no. Uh, Listen, he's the everything doctor. So... The Great Northern, we get our friend, our, probably the part of this show that has aged the worst is Mr. Tojimoro um, making his superior offer on the Ghostwood Project. Throws a million dollar check down. Um, we get a weird hallway scene of Bobby behind Hank who has Cooper behind him. <laughs> And Cooper blows his duck whistle. Um, Hank also starts popping in and out of like the side door, <laughs> and he pops yeah, out. again, just so much mustache twirling going on. He, <laughs> he pops out and he's like, "Cooper's coming!" And then Nick uh, or Mister Horn slams the door on him to like address Cooper, and they call with their demands. Um, he gives Cooper the money. Uh, they, they, it's some like intricate thing to go meet by a, uh, a merry-go-round an abandoned merry-go-round um, leave it with the horse with no head um, then he goes and actually talks to Hank and he's like you know don't who cares Cooper's not coming back bring uh, bring Audrey and the, the case back if you can <laughs> <laughs> Which no, means like, doesn't he say like make sure he dies I think he implies like Cooper should probably die. I don't think he says, "Yes, kill Cooper." Um we get uh Jean preparing his like secret knife. Uh cutting like apples with it and Yeah, the, the Assassin's Creed knife. The Assassin's Creed knife. <clears throat> uh, Blackie's sisters basically like, "When can I kill my sister?" <laughs> um <laughs> Um, with Clark. Um, we get a quick scene of Andy struggling with a bunch of post-it notes <laughs> just, just again Andy's the best <laughs> and because uh, he's answering the phones and he calls and he has this long drawn out call about his firms and uh, he has to have everything explained to him yep. like a child and he's writing it down and I think it's he's repeating it all back you can kind of hear it through the phone but I think he's repeating it all back out loud and he's like... Uh, this is extremely personal. Yes. You, let me say it out loud to everybody. His sperms are no longer, not just three men, a whole damn town. <laughs> <laughs> is the quote. And then I think Harry walks out of the bathroom and he looks at him and he's like, I'm a whole damn town!
1: He's <laughs> like, <Is I> okay. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and then Harry walks in to, to Cooper making the plans for the, the raid and...
1: Oh god, I'm sure you have this written down though. Uh, so, Cooper, because like, the next scene is Donna's plan, right? Uh, well,
0: it's a double R scene, and then Donna.
1: Yeah. Okay, but so it's like um, we'll skip a couple parts here, but like yeah. <clears throat> Cooper is giving his plan. It's like perfectly drawn lines and. Mm-hmm like here's the plan this is the layout of the of one-eyed jacks this is where we're probably gonna find it's like clearly done by a professional and then two scenes later maddie and donna are doing their stupid fucking plan that you know isn't gonna work because they're idiots yep and it's just like donna's free-handed the layout of this stupid freaking home it's just the most unprofessional shit ever They'll signal you the flashlight. And da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have no plan. And then you it's very clearly done by David Lynch to like, let's show Cooper's plan. The man with a plan, real you know, professional. And then let's show Donna's stupid fucking bullshit.
0: She also doesn't make like a good explanation of how the secret bookshelf works. And that's because the- she doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> where the fumbling ends up. Um, yeah. So uh, Harry goes in, and Cooper's like, what was all that? And he's like, I think Harry's like, you don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they find the drugs again because Hawk is now trying to chase the one-armed man. Um, they send Hawk home and Andy accidentally calls the abortion clinic trying to get a hold of Lucy. Um, yeah, this is a super quick scene of the, at the double R where Maddie comes in to get coffee. Sees James, ignores him that's that's pretty much it uh yes then we get donna donna and maddie's plan so oh my god it's just uh, so dumb in what world did they, do you think is gonna work so i put it in little stars here i wrote um high school drama class monologue um donna does a whole speech about how when she was 14 laura took her to plow three dudes from the roadhouse or something and um, they go skinny dipping and they're they're trying to party and she's jealous of Laura and she doesn't like the guy uh, flirting with her um, that's the, it's it's the whole thing is is high school drama class monologue which I think is what I heard to sum it up um, and like clearly, given
1: directions to act like someone yeah like it's actually as much as i should on donna that actress does a decent job yeah and like yeah. her two monologues were both very good but it's like you can tell it's like do this like a high school or do their high school play
0: right yeah <laughs> that's exactly it i mean they're i think they're all as it goes on i think the way they're acting is based on the direction and i think they're all good actors for the most part the scoobies are the most Annoying. I think that's just because of the characters.
1: Yeah, I'd say you hate most of the characters because you're supposed to hate the characters, yeah. but you have yeah. gotta give credit to the actual acting.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so they uh we we cut back and forth a little bit here. At the uh one I Jacks, they knock out that one dude and put duct tape or just, tape over. But it. just the way that he did it
1: <laughs> just
0: grabs him by the fucking ball. <laughs> Hey, they knocked him out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Um, because you're expecting like a normal TV thing where they hit punch the guy in the face and he's out forever. Karate
0: chop to the back of the neck.
1: <laughs> nope, grab him by the balls and throw him through a door.
0: <laughs> well, but do you're trying
1: to be sneaky. Maybe we shouldn't be throwing a man through a door.
0: I mean, you hear people hooking and gambling, so like, yeah, clearly true. it would have been... been blotched out so yeah they knock out that one dude um sneak around to find audrey uh blackie preps some drugs with jean uh, Jean. uh get a quick scene of maddie watching from outside the house um and then i put orchid touching (laughs) we get very sensual orchid touching between harold and uh donna
1: yeah, and flowers are
0: always supposed to be a symbol of vaginas or some shit like that in media. Um, I mean, even if they weren't, like, they do their best to make this as sexual as possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then Maddie gets a signal. We cut back. Um, Cooper finds Blackie's sister. Um, makes her take him to Audrey. All uh, he. It's, I guess it's implied in the mirror. He sees her take out her secret knife to stab him in the back. And he just, like, punches her once in the stomach and she's knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he starts carrying Audrey out. Um, while Harry's watching watching uh, Jean kill Blackie. And then... Which, again, cop just
1: watches a murder.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... Jean sees Harry's through the window and takes like three shots at him. Harry doesn't shoot back because when he goes back to aim at him, he's gone. Um, a guard stops him on the steps with a gun and it looks like the jig is up. Um, and I also wrote here golden eye sound effects question um, <laughs> mark. I don't know why just like the knife. And then one of the gun noises just sounded like a golden eye gun. I, I It was weird. Um, But all of a sudden, the man is stabbed in the back with a thrown knife from Hawk who says, good thing you guys are bad at keeping secrets. Um, (laughs) You guys can't keep a secret. Uh, So Hawk kills a guy and I don't think we talk about this or they react to this enough. Hawk just goes and takes his knife out of the dude's spine and they leave. Um, (laughs) Like, I I don't doubt people's lives were in danger and stuff and like that was probably the quickest solution to the problem but like... Hawk <laughs> just killed
1: the guy. Um, it, yeah, just FBI agent head sheriff just didn't care about it. Like,
0: oh, okay, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. And then Hank gets caught. And I think what saves Hank's life is that he had the district or the state prosecutor's ID in his uh, jacket that uh, Jean finds. Um, the Scoobies steal the book from Harold. Uh, Maddie futzes with the, the secret book compartment for a bit, and as she just drops all of these books on the ground, Harold just yells like, are you looking for secrets? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I'll um, tell
0: you a secret, the ultimate one. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you a secret, the ultimate one. He gets like the, the like little gardening rake, um. Uh, handling and he like scratches himself on the face and says the secret of knowing who killed you. Um I don't know and if then, you saw this. I knew it was coming so I was I was looking at it. The the tips of the claws already had blood on it. Clearly already had a ton of blood on them before he even yep. scratches himself.
1: I did not notice that, yeah. And
0: that's just that's just bad uh that's just bad makeup department. But um Well that or I was just thinking
1: maybe he he actually else? killed um laura
0: laura with the gardening rake um maybe i'm trying to think well she got strangled didn't she i think she got strangled but she did have a bunch of bird bites um yeah but yeah then then it just fucking ends it just ends on harold scratching his face open (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's a great episode so um High points, high points in these episodes. Uh was the, was the high point from uh Laura's secret diary for you?
1: Obviously. I mean it's just donna is such a great character and this, this new creepy guy, he's really fun to watch. So you know I thoroughly enjoyed all of that. <laughs>
0: um I assume your high points are like the judge and the trial.
1: Oh yeah, the trial just is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a fucking bar. And then they have I guess that's why you call it
0: a sidebar, right? Yeah, at the bar. Um, that's that's clever. I didn't even think about that. Um, I love that the roadhouse is like this, like all-purpose location. Where in the first episode, it's supposed to be like this city biker biker bar, and the bikers are all soft, like James, and the music is all like very soft, but then like real rough and tumble. And then also, and it's like where Laura and like girls go to uh, you know drink underage but also hey when the judge is in town this is where he holds trial right <laughs> just fucking wild I the, the roadhouse is the best character um, I assume the name came after the movie because uh, the movie was in the 80s sorry what was that the roadhouse the movie he was in like the 80s
1: oh yeah i think that's the 80s i mean it has to be the 80s it's patrick Swayze.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah I, I there weren't any great food points i do do you feel like you're any closer to knowing who shot agent cooper
1: no not even. Really. they haven't really even talked about it it's not even a thing that's like it's not even me and pop point anymore you're just like you just got shot whatever
0: yeah, they really move on from it. The first, the only person who mentions it is the judge in episode 4.
1: Yeah, and um the douchebag FBI agent as well. But no. I mean that was like the next episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, all in all, good episodes. Uh anything you want to highlight from either of these two?
1: Um the to girl- think. I mean Herald- I mean the big big thing is just how much that the courtroom scene is just <laughs> yeah peak that's just great peak twin peaks peak peaking yeah so i also think we're gonna start getting into i'm starting to think of this whole bob thing because bob never lived next to leland that we didn't mention that yet
0: uh Um, real quick we did with the lesbian teachers probably
1: oh yeah um Um, yeah like so bob i'm starting to think that bob's not a real person
0: okay but the one
1: like, that manned Israel. Yeah, but remember, he just, he basically just got like possessed. Right. It came out of fucking nowhere. So I'm starting to think that there's just like, yeah, we're going to start getting into the supernatural of this shit because it has to come to a, a head at some point here.
0: I think in the next four episodes, so the next two episodes of the podcast will be, the murder will be solved. But, um, you know, TBD. I, uh, I, got, I mean, that's an interesting theory about Bob. We don't have any clues about who shot Coop. Um, I don't think we got any Albert this episode. Hawk killed the guy. Uh, and nobody cared. And Nobody cared. Yeah, Bobby Bobby and Shelly still have a terrible plot line. Nadine is and... Still, still nobody
1: cared. <laughs> the,
0: the Scoobies are <laughs> miserable and uh, about to... Well, you'll see. <laughs> <The next laughs> few episodes would happen but um no i i don't have anything else to go out on these two episodes we're gonna gonna try to keep it two episodes for the next two episodes of our podcast and then we'll we'll just try to marathon the last little bit sounds good to me uh, anything you want to go out on
1: um you know moving this weekend we uh flyers and i just bought a house moved in this weekend congratulations and you're... Thank you. We're un- unpacking the board games, and you know, it reminded me that there's this great game, Stratego, that just doesn't get played a lot. I've never even heard of it. Really? Oh, it's a it's a great game. It's it's fun, simple. It's two people. It's kind of like capture your opponent's flag. Okay, okay. You know, certain pieces do different stuff. Ah, I just you know, I something I'd like to call out because I just totally forgot this game even existed. You know, it's just you know, collecting dust. But it's it's a good time.
0: Two people is good because there's all these convoluted board games that need like four people or eight people or a lot of space. But you're saying this is two people, not a lot of space. And simple rules. I like me some simple rules. All right, man. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Good night.